Hello, and welcome to the January 12th episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on infrastructure development in Angola and Cameroon, a new mining law in Cameroon, power sector in Mauritania, Mali and Mozambique, public sector development in the Republic of the Congo, the approval of the Timor-Leste state budget, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Vincent, the floor is yours. We start this week's episode with news that the Angolan president has authorized the privatization of the 16.63% stake that the state holds indirectly in the private oil company Acrep Rodação Petroleu through Banco do Pensa e Crédito via an initial public offering. The privatization process will take place under the ongoing privatization program. Now that the government has given the green light for the sale of BPC's 16.63% stake in ACREP on the stock exchange, the regulator is expected to approve the prospectus, which will eventually be followed by a roadshow. In 2024, the Angolan executive will invest in the rehabilitation of three crucial roads in three municipalities in Luanda Nord, with a view to promoting regional economic development. The road infrastructure in question is included in the Public Investment Programme of the Ministry of Public Works, Urbanism and Housing, with the general state budget as the funding source. The priority roads consist of the 90km stretch of the Chikolandu Road, which connects Kambulu to the border with the Democratic Republic of Congo, the National Road 170, and the road connecting Kuangu and the mining town of Kafunfu, passing through the commune of Loremu to the Tunguila border post with the DRC. According to the government, the goal behind the works is to facilitate the implementation of other social and economic investments in localities that have been isolated for many years due to precarious roads to reduce regional asymmetries and to promote harmonious and inclusive development. As part of the reforms of the Angolan state, the government has so far implemented 75 of the 99 measures planned under the Simplifica 1.0 project to make administrative procedures more dynamic and reduce bureaucracy. Simplifica is a programmatic instrument which aims to improve the provision of public services by reducing bureaucracy and delays in administrative bodies and services. With the third package already in the pipeline, the executive aims to guarantee citizens and companies a dynamic environment that meets the needs of modernization in the public administration. Among the acts and measures being implemented are the construction license, the official gazette, the trademark registration license to operate trademark, the environmental licensing procedure, the registration of vessels, ships, fixed or floating maritime devices, and river vessels. According to the information given during the opening of the seminar on trade and services within the African free trade area, Angola and the European Union are set on liberalizing trade. The Secretary of State for Trade stated that Angola and the European Union have begun discussing an economic partnership agreement 
aimed at liberalizing trade in goods and services on a reciprocal basis. He also highlighted the role of the European Union as a strategic partner of the Angolan government and financier of the trade support program and confirmed that Angola is prepared for future negotiations in order to maximize the benefits and minimize the costs of these agreements for the country. The Cape Verdean government has just launched a public offering for 27.44% of its stake in the financial institution Caixa Economica de Cape Verde on the Cape Verde Stock Exchange with the aim of ceasing to be an active agent in the market and becoming solely a regulatory agent. The process of partially selling Caixa's shares, according to the government, was planned in such a way as to ensure transparency in line with the rules of the securities market, the application of best international practices, good governance, and guaranteeing the participation of the private sector and civil society. On the other hand, it aims to promote economic development, competitiveness, employment, and growth, strengthening the business environment in Cape Verde, always ensuring the safeguarding of national interests, and the maximization of social and economic benefits through its capital market. Cameroon has recently enacted a new mining law governing the reconnaissance, exploration, exploitation, possession, transportation, processing and marketing of mineral substances. The primary aim of the new framework is to stimulate and promote investments in the mining sector, thereby contributing to the economic and social development of Cameroon. Although the country's wealth in resources such as gold, diamonds, tin and cobalt has immense potential to boost the economy, the new law aims to balance this economic potential with environmental sustainability and social responsibility. Cameroon is launching a 23.7 billion CFA franc project with the support of the Islamic Development Bank for the reconstruction of English-speaking regions as part of the presidential plan for the reconstruction and development of the Northwest and Southwest regions. With a budget of 23.7 billion CFA francs, including 21 billion CFA francs provided by the IDB, this project will rehabilitate and rebuild basic infrastructure in Cameroon's two English-speaking regions, which have been in the grip of a disastrous socio-political crisis since late 2016. The African Development Fund, the concessional window of the African Development Bank Group, has approved a $302.9 million loan co-financing for a multinational electricity interconnection project that will connect 100,000 households across Mauritania and Mali. The Mauritania-Mali 225 kV Electricity Interconnection and Solar Power Plant Development Project a part of the Desert to Power Initiative, an initiative designed and implemented by the African Development Bank, which aims to exploit the solar power potential of 11 countries in the Sahel by investing in solar power production and providing 250 million people with access to electricity. The project will establish a high-voltage electrical interconnection with a 600-megawatt transfer capacity between the two countries, build a 50-megawatt solar power plant in Mauritania linked to the interconnection, and connect 100,000 new households to the power grids in the areas crossed by the cable. 
In northern Mozambique, the private sector in Cabo Delgado province is expecting a significant improvement in the business environment next year, as security is being re-established in the districts previously affected by terrorism. Among the strong indicators of the situation improving is the resumption of natural gas exploration along the Ruvuma Basin, which is expected to attract more development projects. As has been widely reported, French energy company Total Energies plans to restart its 20 billion US dollar Mozambique liquefied natural gas project in the first quarter of next year. The Kahara Bassa hydroelectric plants in the center of Mozambique one of the largest dams on the African continent is planning to invest nearly 545 million US dollars to increase production capacity by 5%. According to the company, the investment, which will be largely used to rehabilitate infrastructure, will improve operational performance levels, extend the useful life of the generation and conversion assets for a further 25 years, and also increase the plant's production capacity from the current 2,075 megawatts to around 5% more. 10,000 small dams are also to be built in the next 10 years through public-private partnerships, as envisaged in the recently approved strategic plan for the Fund for Investment and Assets of Water Supply. The project aims to retain rainwater for human consumption, agriculture and electricity generation. The Compact 2 Development Office in Mozambique, which has funding of $500 million made available by the USA through the Millennium Challenge Corporation, is planning to launch a tender in 2024 for the construction of a new bridge over the Linkungo River and the Ring Road in Zambezia province, in the center of the country. In this second compact, the focus is on improving transport networks in rural areas, encouraging commercial agriculture through political and fiscal reforms, and improving coastal livelihoods through climate resilience initiatives. The office expects to publish a specific tender announcement and launch the tender documents for the work during the first half of 2024. During the EU-Mozambique Investment Forum in Maputo, Mozambique and the EU signed agreements for five projects in the areas of energy, digitalization, the blue economy, and technical vocational training, with each project budgeted at between 130 and 140 million euros. Among other goals, the instruments serve to consolidate support that has been announced over time for the rehabilitation of the Kaharabasa hydroelectric plant and support the Vamos Digital Initiative, aimed at reducing the digital divide in the African country. It's worth noting that the EU is Mozambique's second largest trading partner after South Africa and is the first destination for Mozambican exports. According to the Energy Saving Plan Progress Report, Portugal surpassed the energy efficiency targets set for 2023 by nearly 160%. According to the same report, between August 2022 and November 2023, there was a 21.7% reduction in gas use compared to the historical average of the last five periods. The target set in the gas regulation was for a 15% reduction by March 2023. Portugal is standing out as one of the top destinations for real estate investment as it hits an all-time high 
with a record surge in foreign investment, having reached over 1.1 billion euros last summer from July to September, which translates into a 26% increase compared to the same period of the previous year. Among the top 20 investors, seven countries surpassed FDI highs, including the US, UK, Germany, Brazil, Switzerland, Belgium, and Angola, who led the pack with a remarkable 23% increase in FDI in Portugal, reaching 5.7 billion euros. This achievement comes against the backdrop of a globally challenging financial climate and the dormant real estate market in the Eurozone, making Portugal's success all the more remarkable. According to global research by Savills World Research, Portugal's real estate attractiveness comes from its tourism potential, with the sector being driven by major markets in 2024, including the US and the UK. The Democratic Republic of Congo just inaugurated the financial center of Kinshasa in the heart of Kinshasa's Gombe commune. The impressively large Kinshasa financial center will house the ministries of finance and budget, the financial authorities, as well as several key departments. The total investment, estimated at nearly $290 million for some 160,000 square meters, is designed to provide modern fractional premises with a vision geared towards quality and efficiency. It also houses a convention center for up to 3,000 people, a 240-room Marriott Hotel and a data center. Beyond the infrastructure aspect, the Kinshasa Financial Center aims to strengthen the country's economic credibility by attracting investors, business people and international events. The World Bank approved a development policy financing operation of 80 million US dollars, which supports the Republic of Congo's reforms to strengthen revenue mobilization and public financial management and improve the conditions for inclusive and sustainable growth. The operation sustains two priorities. The first aims to strengthen fiscal sustainability and governance through modernizing tax and customs administration, strengthening regulation of the oil sector, improving the oversight of public finances, and enhancing the efficiency of the public procurement system. The second focuses on supporting economic diversification and inclusion through an improved business environment, social protection for the most vulnerable populations, and improved access to electricity and essential services like health and education. Brazilian state-owned Petrobras and Shell signed an agreement to acquire a stake in three exploration blocks operated by the company in Sao Tome and Principe, marking the Brazilian company's return to oil and natural gas exploration in Africa. In Timor-Leste, President José Ramos Horta promulgated the general state budget for 2024 with a total consolidated figure of 1.95 billion US dollars for the central administration, the special administrative region of Huecusamben, and social security. The social security budget, including the social security reserve fund, amounts to 347.6 billion, while the state budget provides for 788.2 million for economic affairs, 467.1 million for social protection, 140.9 million for education, 66.2 million for health, and 45.2 million 
for housing and collective infrastructure. We hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 16 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. In the meantime, you can drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Vincent Olivier from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Hugo Ribeiro from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.